This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 332, brought to you by XL Manowar number one from Valiant Comics, graphically, and iFanboy members like you. Now and then I think of when we were together. Like when you said you felt so happy you could die. I told myself that you were right for me, but felt so lonely in your company. But that was love and to make us still remember. Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast, episode 332. My name is Ron Richards, and as always, I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Hello, Ron. And Josh Flanagan. Gentlemen, also known as Kang, I am. Not. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, totally, uh, totally true. Yep. You know what? I recently rewatched that Civil War opening we did for the Civil War video show way back when we started, and that was one that was, might have been our creative pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I've been downhill from there. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to do it again. I want, I want to redo the whole show like that. Oh, that'd be great. Anyway, we are from the website ifanboy.com, which is everybody out there is getting excited. They might do it. We're totally not going to do that. Which is a website dedicated to comic books and the world of comics and the enjoyment of comics. Um, and every week we read a stack of comics and one of us picks the pick of the week and writes a review of it on ifanboy.com. And then we come back here to talk about that book as well as a bunch of other books that came out this week as well as answering your questions and hearing what you thought of the comics of this week. Basically, it's a celebration of the
Comics. Before we get to the show, um, before we get to the meat of it, we're going to talk about what happened in the book. So if you haven't read your comics yet, press pause, come back later. You want to avoid getting spoiled because you want to enjoy those comics. But if you live dangerously, listen on and hear Connor talk about Daredevil number 11. The point that I'm at now in my comic reading life is that I'm usually got 20 to 25 books a week. It just seems to be the standard number. But then there's always these random weeks like this week where I only had 10. And now as much as my wallet likes that and as much as I get done reading much sooner in the, in the day than the normal, if you have a week like this where I felt like everything was kind of in the middle, everything's kind of middling to okay, nothing I read was really bad, but everything was kind of in the middle where I'm like, oh, crap. Sometimes lots of choice is a good thing because yeah. I didn't have a lot to go with this week. So what I did was I, I went through all the books I read and realized that the one I enjoyed the most was Daredevil 11 because it capped off a three-issue story that I really liked a lot. And it's in that old-school crossover way where there is a story going on in one book. It's very naturally and organically develops into a crossover between or two other books featuring other characters because they fit that story. It doesn't involve a lot of ancillary books. It happens very quickly. It's been one issue for the last three weeks. It's over and done with. It doesn't uh, consume any book for too long and it's over and it's good and it's quality and it's by Mark Wade and Greg Rucka and Marco Cicero and you had a quality team doing a quality story with three characters and it was over and done with. It was a great, great little story. I was really actually, I was kind of, I was happy to see you pick this because I don't think, I don't care, I, I don't know because of scheduling, I miss shows and all that stuff, but I don't think we've actually talked about this Omega Effect story. We haven't at all. And we haven't at all and and like, and now that it's over, like, and early on, it was like, oh, they're crossing over Daredevil, Punisher, and Spider-Man, and like kind of eye roll and whatever. This was a really great story. Yes. This was real, like on every level, it was well done. And I, I wrote in a review, it was one of those and you don't want to say workmanlike things because that has a negative connotation, but it was, a, it was pro work. Yes. I mean, Wade and Rucka are two of the most pro comic writers out there. They're comic writers, comic writers. Yep. And they, they know how to tell a story. They know how to get in the heads. I mean, this is a story about character. I mean, it's, there's a funny line in the end of the book where basically Will Daredevil says, well, we're back where we started, yeah. which is, is sort of a commentary on, on these kind of stories <laughs> to begin with. But that's because the point isn't to change things. The point is to examine these, these characters in this situation. And the story is that as, if you're a Daredevil reader, you know that Daredevil, he has the Omega Drive, which was an unstable molecule-based hard drive full of information on AIM and HYDRA and all those other shadowy organizations in the Marvel Universe, and they want it back, and they've been trying to get it back for a few issues. In this storyline, the Omega, the Omega dr- Effect story, I keep wanting to say Omega Drive, the Omega Effect storyline, it comes to a head where Spider-Man gets involved and the Punisher wants to drive because he wants information on, the, on these teams so he can go kill everybody. Spider-Man's just trying to keep everybody alive, and Daredevil's trying to save the Punisher's new sidekick, uh, Cole, who is sort of like Lady Punisher. She wears the same outfit. And it, it's more about these characters and how they're going to survive this particular encounter where Daredevil sees that he once tried to save the Punisher, tried to save Frank Castle from that life, and it failed, so now maybe he can save Cole. Spider-Man is kind of nervous because everyone's got guns and there's lots of things going on, but he just wants to keep everyone from dying, and Punisher wants the drive so he can kill everyone, but he also does respect Daredevil and Spider-Man enough to work with them. So there's lots of And not only, to work, with, not only to work with them, but also to say, okay, no killing. Yes. Yeah. So then in that sense, there's lots of interesting character dynamics going on. And for guys like Rucka and Wade, it's sort of their bread and butter. I mean, I think this is the best Marvel Universe Punisher, not Max Punisher, but Marvel Universe Punisher I've read in, in forever. In that, I think Rucka's got a great handle on him. He brought in another character that makes it interesting, sort of like a new Punisher. And then uh, we all know Daredevil is written great by Wade, and Wade does a fantastic Spider-Man. Yep. So in that, you get these great characters to, written by great guys. And I think Marco Cicchetto is really jumped up a notch for me in this in this last year oh well that, that, that's that's the real story with this issue was the art was that yeah. was that i mean i i was kind of i i wasn't sold on chiquetto when punisher started last summer and mainly because he was doing you know a lot of people cops gangsters you know that sort of stuff and like his the dialogue scenes were weren't that inspired but the action was good but after seeing him draw daredevil and spider-man and the action in this issue this issue like man like he's like i wonder if punisher's not the right book for him because he draws the the tights really well yeah, and I like the fact that it was a three-issue story that crossed over three books over three weeks, and it was all done by the same artist. Yep. Which I think is, first of all, it's amazing because he never stopped drawing Punisher. Yeah. So I don't know how he's been doing this, but uh, it gave a sense of cohesion to this book. So you don't often get in these crossover stories when they're drawn by and written by different teams. I mean, Ruck and Wade both co-wrote Avenging Spider-Man. Rucka wrote Punisher, and Wade wrote Daredevil, but they all worked together to do it. And you could tell they really, you know, put a lot into it, and it really did. Work. It, it held together really well. It, it, tonally, it felt 
it was the same creative team, the same colors, the same artists, the same inker. Yep. It felt really cohesive and just a really strong character piece. It, it was uh, harkened back to the old 52 days of the yes. of Wade and Rucka, uh, along with Jeff, Jeff Johns and Grant Morrison working together to script and storyline, all that stuff. Yeah, and I'm just looking at I'm looking at the Spider-Man and, and Chiquetta goes the Ditko small eye Spider-Man. Love it, love that. Yeah, which uh, looks great. And and it brought up tough ethical kind of decisions, like what to do. There's scheming, there are plots, things fell apart, things went haywire, they dealt with it, they were fighting. Really, the only complaint I had about this entire storyline was Daredevil's insistence at putting a chain around the Omega Drive yeah. and wearing it around his neck. As it was if, like Flavor Flav. Yeah, as if that's the safest place for it, and then fighting <laughs> AIM and Hydra while the, the while the, this trinket is flying around. It was... Yeah. <laughs> Well, other than that, that's I quite think, silly. Yeah, I, it was it was very silly. Another great thing about it is it didn't. If you don't want to read this, as Josh didn't, you just don't read to read this issue. You yeah. skip one issue and you move on. You come back next month. Yeah, which I think is a good way to go. You know, I don't know why you wouldn't because if you've been reading Daredevil, this is basically a Daredevil story. It's been taking, it's been building up in Daredevil and it's gone through these other. It's not like Spider-Man story came into Daredevil. The Daredevil they, story came into Spider-Man. I'd be curious because I read, I, I read all three, all three chat, all three issues of this. But I'd be curious for someone who wasn't reading Avenging Spider-Man or wasn't reading Punisher because I feel as if this first page summed it up. Yeah. Like, in, like I almost feel like you don't didn't need to read uh, between the first page and the the second page kind of recap thing. You knew what was going on. You knew what the conflict was, and then okay, dive right in. You know. And they've done a good job of that. They did it with the Spider-Man Daredevil one issue crossover. They did where they did a good job of. Recapping, if you hadn't read Spider-Man, um, yeah. so I think overall, I think I think what we've got here is a really super solid old school Marvel comic book, yeah. written by two of the best guys in comics and really, by, and drawn by a rising star artist. Yeah. So if you missed it, if for some reason you decided to skip it because you weren't reading the other books and you thought, no, no, I don't want to buy anything else, I really think if you're a Daredevil fan, it's worth picking up those other issues and reading the whole thing. Yeah. Really great stuff. Yep. Just I saw that it was. I just was like. It's a crossover. I'm, I'm sort of, I sort of have just been trained now not to buy them because more often disappointing than not to me. And and I, it's it's interesting you said about the art because I just didn't like his art on the Punisher. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do it. Right. Well, but, but, come but back the, next the, time. I'd, I'd be curious. I'd be if you get a chance, go look at it online or look where you because I'd be mm-hmm. curious what you think of it because I was I found myself finishing up. And I'm like, wow, that was really that was re- like none of my complaints I had about the art from Chiquetto were. were I mean, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. what you want to see. You yeah. want to see you know folks get better, and it's like working with. The guys that he's working with, it's almost impossible not to. Yeah. So good. All-Star Western number eight is interesting because it's a totally different kind of book than Jonah Hex, even though it's Jonah Hex book or the old Jonah Hex book. And I am liking it more and more, but I can't always put my finger on it. Why? I think I like the fact that they try different things in this issue. Jonah Hex has been down in New Orleans with his sidekick, Dr. Arkham. And Dr. Arkham spends most of the issue in an opium den, an opium haze. Which I think is something you wouldn't normally get in another DC book. No, and I think that that's what, the kind of stuff that's interesting about this book is that they can do things because it's a it's, you know it's a western basically, mm-hmm. and so they can take a sidekick and have him spend the whole issue in a drug induced haze surrounded by Chinese opium attendants. And how long do you think the magic bubble that surrounded Jonah Hex and their lack of sales will surround this book? Like, is, <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think as I, long I, as Andadio's in charge. Yeah, I like. I don't know if it's not selling or not, but I I can't imagine it didn't take a hit from the other bit. You know, I really like Moritat on this. I think it's a really good looking book. I thought I thought the action sequences were good, although there were little storytelling things like that. It looks like it's good storytelling, but I'm not sure that it is. I don't know. I'm I'm a little like I see I see what you're saying, but it because it's the same writing and because it's the same character that that we got before, and I I never tired of it. The actual sort of old west stories, like I kind of. I don't know. It's not really. I was a little bored by this, I guess, which I I don't want to be. But I'm not. I'm not having as much fun with it. Like it's good, but but after sort of that first story, like I I get the Arkham Hex dynamic now, and if if that's just been going on now the whole time, is it going to keep happening? You know, because Hex, I don't know. Hex, I thought Hex almost works better on his own, or at least with you know, if you have people with him, they're just for a little while, and then he moves on to the next thing. I don't know. I, I, I like the art. I, it, I didn't read this. So. It's certainly it's certainly not as good as the old book, but I do enjoy yeah. that it offers a different flavor to the DC universe than what you would normally get. Yeah, um, I guess it's just a thing. Like when when something is good but not as good as it was, I start to lose interest really fast. Uh, see, for me, it's different enough. If 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 it was a, still a Western book in the same old style and wasn't as good before, that's when I would drop out. But it's a, it's a diff, for me. It's a different take. So it's it's, it's a different it's a different thing. It's a whole yeah. different animal, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. the the backup stories have been really really boring for the past couple. Yeah, the last, last two haven't been good. The first couple I really liked a lot. The last yeah. two haven't been that good. All right. 
So in terms of sheer uh, comedy and comics, FF17 uh, delivered the yucks, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to. I oh, thought this I is loved perfect. It. For, and Hickman's doing a lot of one-shots now to sort of close out his Fantastic Four arc, which I think is great. In this issue, Johnny has is moved in with Peter Parker after he's come back from the, the negative zone. Yep. And he's now roommates with Peter Parker, and this is the fallout of them living together. And I don't know. I think I, I'm a big fan of Dragota, but I think he had a lot of rough panels in this issue. I attributed that to it being a looser comedy kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I felt, I felt this was a, a much looser issue because it was so lighthearted. I don't know what it were, what specific pages or panels you thought were rough, but I definitely picked up on a a looser feel to the whole issue. I mean, I don't know why you would change your art style because the tone is different in the story. Yeah. Uh, the second to last page where Peter's looking through the door frame, those yeah, are the really mouth. rough. Those yeah. are really – three of the four. The last panel is really good. The first three are, are not. I don't know. I just I – just, uh, the art really – I mean I normally love Dragota. I think he's great. But this – for some reason I didn't like a lot of the stuff in here. And I thought – Hey, man, Annihilus on the can. See, I, I thought that joke was dumb. I thought it was very obvious. So, <laughs> Oh, I didn't think it was obvious at all. <laughs> I, thought, I mean, it was a good page turn, and it was a chuckle. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just took it. I, I really enjoyed it because I thought it was funny because I, I thought it had a lot of, you know, it, from Peter Parker's point of view, dealing with Johnny Storm and just, like, the stuff that gets thrown at him and, and the, the various little, like, edging him closer and closer and closer to losing it. You know, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I just had a fun time reading it. No, I liked that part of it. Yeah. I thought the whole first three quarters was good. It just, yeah. for me, the art problems threw me off from for a lot of it. Nihilus on the can with an iPad. <laughs> Pants on around his ankles. <laughs> it's still the chain. I like the I like the turning the closet into a gateway to the negative yeah, zone. That, that was, was fun. Cool. Yeah, like there were yeah, there were, it was it was, you know, I don't know. It was, it was fun stuff. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be, as far as I can tell, Hickman is just stretching it out <laughs> with these stories. He's he's dancing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've really enjoyed the activity thus far, but I think one of the weaknesses that's come out of it is that there's a relatively big cast. I know they all have fancy nicknames, but I don't know who anybody is or anything about them. So the enjoyment of the book has been sort of in the breathlessness and the sort of strategy and moving through you know all sorts of stuff that's happening. And what I really liked about this fifth issue was that we actually got to really know one of the characters. We got to see where they came from. We got to see his past. We got to see... Who I don't know his name, <laughs> the sort of the sort of leader guy and and where he comes, the black guy, where he comes this, from. I I agree. I mean, and this is what we've talked about with non superhero books. Like, it's funny how you don't realize that you know superhero books work so well because they're in brightly colored costumes, and you know, okay, that's Quicksilver and that's Spider Man and that you know that that's whoever. Really easy to demarcate who everybody is right. in and, a superhero book, and, and maybe that's why they've done so well in in comics. Right, and in this case, what you get is you get the black guy, the bald guy, the the blonde guy, the girl. The, you know, and so it's hard, girl. you know, it's hard, it's hard to do that. And I think that, and I think that they might be best served by maybe in the inside cover, do, giving you headshots and who the people's names are, their code name and what they're like, 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 like their, G, their country, country, queen of country. As yeah. As yeah. Or their GI, every Joe, issue. their GI Joe info card. Yeah. 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 And, and every issue of queen and country had that. And then all, whenever they switched artists, which was every arc, that new artist would do it. Yeah. And so I, you didn't I think have that, to look I, at. I agree with you in that, and I think that's something that they could they, they could I could use in this book. So it's you know the book's a little, it's a little clinical. It's a, it's it's cold. It's military, so it fits. Um, but one of the things is that I think over time, in order to get invested in it, you are going to have to get to know these people better. And I, I think this was a really good step in that direction. Eventually, I'm going to learn the dude's name. <laughs> well, and, and that said, that said, I did share with you the confusion as to what was going on. But once I figured out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like once I got it, then it was I was like, oh, cool. I got excited. Like two thirds of the way through the book, I got excited because I figured out because they're, they're doing a lot of time shifting and like without really clearly denoting it, which I don't have a problem with because yeah. I was OK with it. But it's a risk. Yeah. But it's, doing, it's almost like advanced comic reading. Yeah, they're they're doing they're doing time shifting. They're doing like these their their missions, but they're also they're kind of heisty. You know, and like yeah. they're, they're, oh no, they totally are. Yeah, so it gets confusing, but no issue has happened where I haven't been able to figure out what was happening by the end of it, which is fine. I'm fine with being a little confused early on, as long as you get me there by the end of it. It's a really interesting. They're all they're pretty much one and done episodic books. Yeah, which I feel like I don't I haven't seen in this genre too much, which is kind of interesting. It's. It really is a lot like The Losers. It yeah. actually, you know, the the art is actually taking a cue from that as well. It's for sort of very interesting angles in, in storytelling and all around. I, I very much enjoy it. There's nothing that looks like it or reads like it right now. And it's very tense and it's very 
pulse pounding in a way that a lot that a lot of books aren't. So I like it; it's different. But I do think that 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 would it would help to improve it if we sort of know who everybody is. All right. So now for the uh, AVX block, which I imagine is going to be moving forward for the next what, like six months, is probably going to be heavy early on, and then it's going to get thin out by the end of the summer. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm not buying anything extra. Okay, I, I already made that decision for going in. Only only the main book, and then the books I normally would have bought. Which is fair. Anyway. Which is which is generally what I'm doing. And I so, but I, but I did break that out of the gate. I wasn't gonna get the verse book, the the Avengers vs X Men versus book, mm-hmm. um, because I thought the whole premise of that was silly or whatever. But the first issue came out and it had Jason Aaron and Kubert and and in the Imminents, and I was like, well, let me check it out. So Avengers vs X Men verse number one of six, and basically it's. It's zooming in on the fights that are happening in the other issues. So this is so this is basically the fight on Utopia that's happening in AVX one and two. This is zooming in on the fight between Iron Man and Magneto, and then the Thing versus Namor. And the thing is, is that if you take it for what it's worth, and and Connor, I was thinking what you said last week about what you're taking with AVX and stuff like that. Like if AVX is is just fun superhero eighty style kind of thing, this is that times ten. Because it's just, it's basically just Street Fighter. It's just, it's Magneto versus Iron Man, you know? And like, and then, and then it's their, their fight. And I'll admit it was fun to read, but I have pro, and, and it was fun because they have these little like uh, text boxes that are like little fun facts that are like when stuff is happening, like um, Magneto dumps one of the towers from Utopia onto Iron Man, like, like lifts it up and drops it on him. And it says, fun fact, each tower weighs 170 tons, you know, like, so it's like that little, like, almost like pop-up video kind of like, not narration, but little facts that, that, that give you more information, which, and they, they got little, you know, they were, um, some of them were a little suggestive, a little more comedic in tone. But, it, you know, they, it was fun to read. But my problem with this is that, great, two fights, and I'm going to spoil it. Iron yes. Man beats Magneto, and Thing beats Namor. So mm-hmm. Avengers win both the two fights. Yeah. And as an X-Men fan, I'm like, fuck you. You know, like, <laughs> you know, and, like, and, and, that's the, and that's the thing is that, like, I'm starting to pick up a real X-Men bias in this whole storyline. And yeah, I, there's a movie. Right, well, yeah, that's the thing. Somebody <laughs> at the store was like, "Yeah, well, the Avengers have a big movie coming out, so of course the X Men are the villains." I'm like, "You know, fuck that." <laughs> well, look it. The Marvel owns the Avengers movie, but right. Fox has the X Men movies. Yeah. So where you know who who are you gonna go I with? I know, but that shouldn't affect the story. But anyway, I, if, right. if I was doing this, I would have done three. <laughs> look at look at Hawkeye's uniform. Yeah, exactly. If I was doing this, I would have either had to be a split, or I would have done three fights in the issue and let two like at least give one win. You know what I mean? Because as an X Men fan, I am like I'm like, well, screw this, you know. So I don't know. That, I just thought that was interesting. It's gonna be six months of the X Men getting the, f- the floor wiped by him. Yeah, I know exactly. Which is bullshit because wh- whatever. So anyway, well, so the thing is, though, it, it's funny because in Civil War originally it was like, so is it just gonna be Iron Man getting beat up on the whole time? And yeah. it was. Yeah, and this is this is like Civil War two. This is what it feels like. This is totally because it's just it's yeah. just the X Men getting beat up on. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I know. Uh and so then, then that carries into Uncanny X-Men number 11, which, you know, Greg Land art notwithstanding. Which, ooh, by the way, and we're going to tease it later on, but if you're curious about why Colossus is bald, you have to listen to iFanboy Don't Miss that comes out tomorrow. Because I got Kieran Gillen on the phone and I asked him. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. got to go listen to that podcast and then we'll talk about it later on. But now we know why Colossus is bald. But this issue, basically, it's continuing, you know, it's the, what was going on in Avengers vs. X-Men 1 and 2, um, but from the X-Men point of view, and it mainly focuses on Colossus and the Red Hulk fighting, and and Red and Colossus lost, which is bullshit again. <laughs> well, the Red Hulk's the strongest one there is. Yeah, but, yeah, but whatever. And then, it's the strongest one there is. Yeah. And then it ends, it ends with the X-Men pulling the trigger on their press release, basically telling everybody, we warned you that if, if, if we would be provoked, that, you know, that this would happen. And so, you know, basically Cyclops is his you know statement of intent as to what's going on now exciting um, yeah and he's remember this wasn't of our choosing uh, he's, he seemed to have started the trouble on the beach yeah yeah that's the thing it's it's all very i don't know i don't know not he was looking for a fight he was looking for a fight yeah anyway those guys should yell at each other more new avengers number 25 wherein brian bendis decides to take what's been done before him and make it his own what does that mean he's, he's wait, wait let me guess he Took a story that is ex- that that exists and then put his thing into it so that he has some ownership of it. I don't know about that, but basically okay, right. this is beginning. So this is the one with the cover with Iron Fist with the Phoenix logo on it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is basically the secret, I guess, the secret origin of the Phoenix Force, and he's tying it to Kunlun and the Iron, Iron Fist uh, stuff. 
When you say Kunlun, it sounds dirty. It did sound dirty. Um, So the Phoenix Force is from Iron Fist lore. No, no. I guess apparently what happened was is that years ago in Kunlun or whatever, Kunlun, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should pay you $3.99 right now. You you say, it's funny. So the the different Marvel fantasy worlds, you say dirty. You say Asgard. (laughs) You say Kunlun. You don't know that verses had two syllables in it. (laughs) Verse. It's. No. <laughs> I'm not saying that verses. A, I know what verses is. The verses pronounced verse. V-S verse. Versus. Marvel versus X-Men. Avengers versus X-Men. No, you're, versus. You're squishing it together. Anyway. Um, so, so appara- I don't the book, so I have to talk about something. Apparently, um, in Cunlan, previously, there the Phoenix Force had came, and there was a... <laughs> the, 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 I can't even... Now, class, when a man and a woman very, very much, uh, they start with Cunlan. Yeah. So in Kunlun, there's what? How am I supposed to pronounce it? I believe it's Kunlun. Kunlun. In Kunlun, there was a. <laughs> Go ahead. There Go was on. a redheaded girl who got the Phoenix Force, but she they trained her as an Iron Fist beforehand, hundreds of years ago. So the last time Phoenix Force came and looked for a redhead that looked like Jean Grey, she was in in Kunlun, and they they trained her as an Iron Fist, and it became the Phoenix versus the Dragon. So does the Phoenix Force have a type then? Uh, apparently. In the redheads. Yes. Hot. Meh. All right, Secret Adventures 26 or the issue where Renato Gatiss said, fuck it, I'm drawing Old Beast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man, I can't tell you how much I wish Gabe Hardman drew this. Yeah, it was funny. Gatiss' style has evolved a lot. Well, he's changed it with Project to Project. Yeah, but I mean, it's completely different. He's he's drawing yeah. in almost a Raphael Grampa style. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was cool. I don't know if it worked for the story. I thought the art itself, the style, was cool. I, I would have liked it on maybe a different book. But I thought I thought the art was I thought I thought the art was interesting. It was better than the last Gettys that we read. That was I think in Avengers that was really scaled back and more simplistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so rad that this dude every time he does a book, everybody has a completely different reaction to the last book. Yeah, he did. exactly. Right. Every <laughs> single time. But I and I thought some of the art was it was better than what like i said than that previous version but i thought this story was great and this was exactly the kind of story i'd want out of secret event like this kind of space and and the, this grouping of characters and what happened in it i just i couldn't help but wonder what and, and it's because i'm partial because i'm a hardman fan so so uh, they were they brought back captain marvel is that what yeah that's here? yeah that's what it looks like they resurrected him yep and so okay. now there's captain he's, marvel yeah. and miss marvel and Novar. and marvel boy no oh, no he's uh what the enforcer or whatever his name is but is he, but is he marvel boy yeah it's marvel boy yeah so yeah. The, didn't they yeah. bring back marvel for civil war or yeah but that yes. was he was a scroll that wasn't really i know but yeah. they just keep doing it yeah again civil war 2 i just yep. i just love the fact that he just drew old beast yeah just fuck it fuck i'm it. drawing the old beast i don't care about How this does that happen you think he turned in all the pages at once and no one had seen them and they were like too late now yeah <laughs> No, I think now I think now they're 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 leaving Beast up to the artist's interpretation. I I miss old Beast. This, this made me realize how much I miss the old original blue fur Beast look as opposed to the new blue fur. No beast. cat face. He's got a person. No, it's just, face. It's just regular yeah. old Beast for yep. mean hair. Yep. Yeah. So. Pretty funny. Crazy. So guys, well, somebody did really old Beast. Oh, by by the way, though, the, yeah, it, was, the, it was human Beast. The the, uh, the Alan Davis covers on these Secret Avengers issues are going to be something to behold when they're all yeah. done. They're nice. They're yeah. really nice. So, guys, it's the Summer of Valiant. It's coming soon. It all starts May 2nd in Exo War number one, the first issue of an all-new Valiant universe. From New York Times bestselling author Robert Venditti and Eisner Award winner Carrie Nord. You might remember Venditti from Surrogates. I so do. They, so, they took his family, his freedom, his world, and now he will give them a war. Exo War number one in stores everywhere May 2nd. Yes, and go to ValiantUniverse.com if you want to see more stuff about it. Cool. So uh, the Flash number eight. Uh, you know, I'm actually I'm really enjoying what Manipal and Bucoletto are doing in terms of explaining the Speed Force, and it's it, like it's not blow mind blowing. Like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever read. But every issue, I just enjoy it a little more. This was another solid issue. And this is yeah. again my problem this week was everything was solid. It yeah. wasn't. And I think the the best thing about this issue was that I didn't really love the fact he was hurting. Basically, he was hurting too many people by. Being the Flash, and that really takes away from him as a character. So here they they reveal that yeah, it's not actually not him that's causing all these problems. Which, I, which I was like, oh, that's kind of convenient. <laughs> yeah. you know, it was solid, and Grodd's coming, and you know that's yeah. good. Yeah, but it's enjoyable. It was fun. So fans of uh, fans of Community might want to check out Little Depressed Boy number ten because uh, Donald Glover's in it as himself. Uh, well, yeah, as Childish Gambino. 
his his rap his rapper alter ego or whatever not alter ego or is whatnot. he just in one scene or is he in it like the whole issue no he's in he's in actually in the whole issue like basically little depressed boy goes to his concert and there's a whole scene at the concert and if you like his and and actually i saw him in concert last week and he's he was it was really really good it was a good show he, he um, has a higher voice than you would expect yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> But then from from that they kind of go into this little kind of um, I don't know dream sequence or or fantasy sequence or whatever where little depressed boy and and uh, Donald Glover talk and and kind of it's very emo and very kind of you know about emotions and about self confidence and and it was good it was it was a nice it was a nice story it was it was fun what, so did Donald Glover have anything to do with this or was it just like oh yeah no yeah they, they, this was this was uh, uh, Stephen Struble and Cena Grace. The writer and artist in the book, they, they coordinated with him. Like okay. when I went to the Childish Gambino show, they were selling this issue at their merch table. Mm. So yeah, this is like a legit like appearance, like crossover kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's all built around their kind of his his camp Gambino kind of uh, tour theme, and that's plus the- they're all in the comics too. All those guys, yeah. So it was cool. It's a nice. It was a nice crossover between music and and of, of all the books, this is like the right one for it to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see how yeah, it wouldn't fit in Savage Dragon. Yeah, how um, it was interesting to see how Struble and, and Grace um, made Little Depressed Boy work in the concept of Childish Gambino's camp tour kind of thing because the, the little flashback takes place at Camp Gambino and so like it was it, it worked. It, it, it really I don't did I work. don't know what that is. So. Well, fans who do know, they know what it is. Oh, well, that's uh, useful for the listeners. <laughs> their whole, if you know, then their, otherwise their whole, just Charles Gambino's whole tour theme is around summer camp, like some, like Camp Gambino, and it's got the, and it's got a little fire, and on stage they had two tents, and like, and they had trees, and it looked like it was at like a summer camp kind of thing. And some of the songs are about camp. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it was really good. It was a good job. So uh, music fans should check that out. Okay, good so job so by you. You guys uh, been big fans of Wolverine for a long, long time. Very happy. Yeah, and now Jason Aaron has left us. Yep, uh, Cullen Bunn's on. H- how did it go? I don't want to take away from Cullen Bunn, but Paul Pelletier, he can stick around. <laughs> well, I, this I know is one of those Bun- titles where you've been jerked around by artists. Well, not jerked Just around, like, but they're, they're, no, but lots of different artists. Yeah, no, yeah, but but Cull- for the most part, they're doing pretty good though. Yeah, Cullen Bunn lucked out. Pel- Pelletier, who we lo- enjoyed on his cosmic stuff a few years ago. Yeah. Um, his Wolverine is takes a page from Alan Davis, so I'm I was all I, this 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 worked for me totally. Shoulder shoulder pads? No, no, oh, big hair. No, but the, with the smaller with the small Wolverine mask, like the ah, small, yes. like, yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I enjoyed. it. I thought this was great. I mean, it's going it's going kind of going back to the horror kind of well um, that that Jason that Jason did a couple of years ago with the same kind of character that same character that crazy surgeon. That's, that's Bun's thing too. Yeah, though. yeah. But it was good. Connor, did you like it or? I didn't get it. I oh. took an opportunity to cut my polis down a little bit. Oh, all right. Well, it was it was it was, it was good. I thought so. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Surprising? That's surprise. I don't know why. Surprise. I don't know why there's a negative connotation to Mark Miller. I do. Why? Because I don't like his books. Okay, I re- I'm really enjoying Super Crooks. Well, what was the, what was the last Mark Mark Miller's thing you you liked a lot? Super Crooks. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> because you guys you guys laughed your way. Well, through. I mean, the negative connotation is because we start we start with. His his story, and they, we never really finished them, and it's been that yeah. way for years. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly. But but I'm I'm actually I'm I'm this is right on. This is like it's like fun. It's, it's like Ocean's Eleven with with villains. Okay, oh. see how issue three goes. Yeah, we will. I mean, I know. I mean, like uh, uh, Lanil Yu's art looks is great. He's, um, he's building. It's a real it's a real heist book. Basically, basically the premise of the book is a elder supervillain who kind of brought up and trained other smaller supervillains has a racked up a big gambling debt and is going to get killed unless he can unless he can deal with unless he can solve for it so he goes to one of his younger mentors and goes i need your help and he comes up with the idea that says you know we keep banging our heads against running into the superheroes here why don't we go somewhere where there are no superheroes and so they decide to go to spain where there are no superheroes because they're all in america and the last two, the first two issues have in this in the second issue has been the, establishing what that plot is, and then kind of getting the band together. And this issue was totally getting everybody bringing them over to Spain, and then now like the heist is on. So yeah, this is this is a, a really really fun. And if it's like well, it's only supposed to be four issues, like this could be this could be a nice little story if he if he can finish it. <laughs> I like I like how like you're like well what's what's wrong with Mark Miller? Well you have to add that. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. You know if yeah. they if they do it. Well, they always finish it, but what I don't mean eventually. literally finish it. But Did they? We, like, yeah. no, War heroes? They finished everything. Everything's been finished. Well, it's War, not heroes. War heroes. Oh, well, War heroes. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's the that's the redheaded stepchild. Yeah, you they can't say everything and then be presented. I'm with sorry. It. Well, well, I well, I about, yeah, but they finished Superior and they finished. He's finished all the kick-ass stuff. Like it's all been the done. The first kick-ass series just wrapped up, right? The second one did. I know. So. Yeah. 
the second the second one they're getting ready to launch the hit girl one so but moon knight number 12 ended the moon knight series the run by bendis and believe and i thought it was a pretty solid series i mean ron yeah. and i really enjoyed it in the beginning i think it, it tailed off a bit at the end but i think overall from top to bottom it's probably the best moon knight book you've seen in a long time and probably we'll see for a long time after yeah uh, it was interesting. They did a lot of tuning up for the Age of Ultron in this book, more than you've seen anywhere else in any other book that I've seen anyway. Yep. They teased, if you remember that timeline during, fuck, what, what storyline was that where they had the timeline? I don't know, Avengers. Uh, whatever, that, early on in the Avengers run, they had that future timeline where, where in the future you saw all the different events coming up, and Age of Ultron was one of them, and now they're getting ready for that. I guess that'll be the next thing. Yep. But uh, it was fun, and the last, the last line of dialogue took a big old swipe at Hollywood. Big old swipe at Hollywood. <laughs> you gotta wonder where that came from. <laughs> I'd rather die in a robot holocaust than spend another second in Hollywood. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but wheels are turning, don't worry. Wheels are turning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to see that show, are we? Nope. All right, so that's what we thought of this week's <laughs> books. There were a lot of books to talk about, even though there were a lot of books that didn't come out. So if you go to fanboy.com slash comics, you can rate and review your books, make your pull list, and you can tell us what you thought. But first, let us reveal the top five picks of the week from the iFan base as selected on the comics page. Number five was The Flash number eight with 5.5%. Number four was The Goon, number 39, at 6.6%. With its biting criticism of the comic industry. Again. Number three was Daredevil, Again. number 11, with 7.8%. Number two was The Activity, number five, with 9.6%. And number one was FF, number 17, with 39.1%. It was a... Interesting dispersal there. A big win, but not overwhelming enough where... Not a Snyder of, win. No, yeah. but a lot of other books had, you know, fairly, fairly healthy percentages there. Yeah. Yeah. Pope on a rope. <laughs> That's a great username. It really is. I reviewed The Fury of Firestorm, the Nuclear Man number eight, gave the story a five gave the story a five out of five and the art a five out of five. I want to remind you that we're talking about the Fury of Firestorm, <laughs> the Nuclear Man number eight. Pick of the week percentage, 0. 0.04 or 0.4%, which has got to be a record for this book. And it says, this book is finally on track. The story is awesome, the dialogue's working. If you jumped off the book or never tried it, do. It's well worth it. Joe Harris is perfect for this book and has made this book about what it was supposed to have been from the start. Ethan Van Skyver's art and especially the layout, design layout in issue 7 and 8 is amazing. As a longtime fan of Firestorm, I had been quite disappointed in this series until Joe Harris stepped in, but the book is burning down the house now. <laughs> oh. uh, do yourself a favor and get this book. Many exclamation points. Don't let it go out. Fan the flame. Do it now. So Joe Harris is writing, uh, so the Simone, Gail Simone, Ethan Van Skyver writing experiment is over? Yeah, she left a couple of issues ago. That's shocking. Okay. Yeah. And so if I had this baking soda, this, this, this vinegar, maybe this won't happen. This, oh, it did. <laughs> so Joe Harris is writing it, and he he's, does good stuff, and now Van Skyver is drawing it? He uh, has been. I don't, know if he's doing it, I don't know if he's doing it forever, but he did a couple of, at least one issue. Okay. He's still co-writing it. Hasn't. Wasn't the, wasn't the Although apparently he's not co-writing it anymore, and I think he's off the book at some point. Yeah, wow, I believe Jesus. That's just, yeah. you know, well, that's, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm glad Pope on a Rope liked it. Oh. Well, first yeah, of all, I, great name. Second of all, good review. Yeah. Good, good review from a newcomer. I think he might be a little biased. So another uh, newcomer review, uh, Turd Sandwich. <laughs> I can't really celebrate that username as much as Pope on a Rope. I want to, though. Turd Sandwich reviewed BPRD Hell on Earth, the Pickens County Horror, number two of two. Gave it the story a five out of five and the art a three out of five. And 0.1% of you made it your pick of the week this week. And Turd Sandwich says, while I wasn't crazy about the art, the back and forth of emotions caused by the story's end redeemed it in my eyes. While I like this a bit less than The Long Death, it was still a pretty good tale about a bittersweet nature of work in the Bureau. I also wonder if this is just a one-off story and maybe if it'll be presented or maybe if it's only being presented that way. Remember the corpse and the iron shoes? It seemed that it was just a case involving a changeling at first. I I don't know what any of that means. I actually, I actually do. Okay. Uh, you're about to hear something from me that you've never heard. I don't think you didn't like it on the show. This was boring. <laughs> like it was just, it was like random, random BPRD dude, and he was off. And it was some vampire expert in the woods, and they were surrounded by vampires, and they had a fight, and then they. This burned is one the of your favorite down. books, right? Well, that's the. There's it has been billion. for years. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's just a series of miniseries. Some are better than others. I thought this is one but of the more But overall, if you take it series. as one, oh, yeah, take it yeah. as one whole. No, it's it's fantastic. What he's talking about the other stuff that's going on in BPRD proper, 
if it can be called that, the long death, very good. There's a whole lot of really cool stuff that's happening with with uh, with Johan and. But this was just kind of boring. It was just it was another vampire story, and I it wasn't it wasn't all that interesting. Boring. Really, if you don't have boring. Hey, what do you have? Mm. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Yeah, Your tenuous grasp on this whole industry is falling apart. Yeah, yeah. No, but the other the regular BPRD book, whatever it was last week, that was that was fine. That was just as good as we're used to. Really hard to talk about sometimes because it's just you know they're very subtle a lot of times. It's like yeah, it was good again. End of scene. <laughs> so if if you want to talk about the books that you liked that you want to make your pick go to ifanboy.com slash comics you can rate review your books pull them write reviews and you do a good job then maybe we'll read it on the show and then talk about it yes but if you want to get on the show you can also write in or call into us and so let's dive into the emails first um, and Ashley writes in and Ashley says I've not been reading comics for long five years or so and being a girl I do get judged a lot parentheses as I'm in the UK many boys think I'm just in it for them Okay then. Uh, <laughs> well, you buy that comic book, eh? Uh, what, what I what I like is what I like is the 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 the, the, <laughs> the, the opinion in America. Guys. I don't think anybody's like, yeah, I think that girl reads comics because she's just trying to find guys. <laughs> hey, yes, you hear that sometimes. <laughs> Do you hear that? I've never heard yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, all right. So Ashley says, anyway, more to the point. I'm hoping you can help me. I've been reading the new Fifty Two Batman book by by Scott Snyder and loving it. And I'm really hyped by the Night of the Owls event spread out over the Bat Family books. Now, do I have to get every book to enjoy the event, or can I just stick to Batman? I also get Batman and Robin in the Dark Knight. I still know what's going on, and not be confused in any way, I really don't want to have to spend more money on all, all the other titles. But then the flip side is, I don't want to waste any money on the books I get and be lost by the story or feel like I'm missing out. Can you please help me, you stud muffin boys, you? Well then... All my love, Ashley. She's just reading comics to impress us. P.S. Keep up the good work. I get the podcast every week and tell all my friends XXX. This is well, Ashley. Inappropriate. This is the, hello. This is, the, this is this is stop. This is the classic comic book reader conundrum. It is. Yeah. We've and, and like we've all been this in long enough. Like Ron, he will buy everything. I won't buy anything, and Connor will buy some things. I think I think this is specifically this story, the Court of the Owls, Night of the Owls, is designed. You don't have to do that. The they, main st- all, they always say they're designed that way, though. Yeah, but so far, I mean, the main story is in Batman. Well, right. but but it's yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because like I go back to Stupid Fear itself, and <laughs> it's totally self-contained. All you got to do is read the miniseries, and I found my entire enjoyment of that event event completely enriched by Journey into Mystery and by other books that I read around but, the surrounding but at the end, event. Didn't enjoy the event, so it, it's sure. irrelevant. That's true. So, I mean, I, I, I'm going to just buy Batman. That's what I buy. I'm not buying those other books. Yeah, I'm just buying Batman, too. Yeah, I'm just going to get the ones I normally get, just like with Avengers of X-Men. I think I, and I think, no, I only get Batman and Robin I, 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 and Batman and Nightwing, I think, of those of the Batman books. On uh, a complete aside, the Night of the Owls, they also have another event going on in some of the other books. I don't, I, I've dropped a lot of the DC books, but apparently in, like, Superboy and Teen Titans, Titans and all that teen stuff. Tidings. Teen Titans. Teen Titans. That's a different book you get. But um, in all of those, in all of those family books, they have a storyline called The Culling, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was, <laughs> which I was just like, really? You want to call it That's The Culling? That's ill-chosen <laughs> at, this per- at this particular juncture. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, yeah, I would describe it, my, my approach to those books as Culling, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, downhill. Yeah. Well, basically, actually, just get the ones you're getting. If you're getting Batman and you're getting Batman and Robin and Dark Knight, you'll be fine. And the, the great thing about how it exists now is that if, God forbid, something happens in one of those books that you absolutely needed to read, you'll hear about it on this show or on the website or on other from other folks, and you just go get that issue or go download it digitally or yeah. go read it digitally, and then you can be caught up. You know what I mean? Like you can you can take what, – what we don't often take about is the reactionary point of view, which is just stick to the books you want to, and then if one of your friends or you hear somebody make a suggestion, just go back and check that out. I've done that. I did that during yeah. uh, Civil War. Certainly, I went back yeah. and picked up a couple of books that I hadn't been reading that I heard were good. I went back and picked up Wolverine. That's why I started reading Wolverine again. It was from Civil War after the fact. I remember just that. Go back, yeah, yeah. Go back to the store good. and get the get the issues you heard about. I mean, yeah. unless you're at some store that sells out right away, you should be able to get them somewhere. Yeah. If not, Berto get them on Ramos. DC. You know, DC's web, website. You get them digitally. Though they never sell. Out. There you go. All right, anonymous from Detroit who didn't leave his name, which is a big faux pas. Anonymous, anonymous from Detroit says, "I've been listening since episode 300." This is a denizen of the Motor City. First time writing in, I have two questions. The first has to do with the never-ending nature of comics. <laughs> is it possible to be sort of a casual fan or something? I mean, with everything leading into crossovers, shared universes, etc., 
Is it possible to just be interested in certain things? I've largely looked at things which are a little more focused, like Alan Moore graphic novels, Vertigo books that have a definitive ending, etc. Ultimate Spider-Man is fun and all, but I don't know if I want to read it until I die. Can you really read certain <laughs> arcs, runs, storylines, etc., and not have things blend together? I have a, very, I have a few trades of Grant Morrison's JLA run because it's, a fun, it's fun and all, but can I just buy a trade of New Avengers and enjoy it? I know some comics are designed to have a clear beginning, middle, and end, but can I just read Ed Brubaker's run on Captain America or John's run on Green Lantern from Rebirth to Blackest Night and get it? This is my ever so smooth segue into my second question, which is about uh, resource to find out what order to read things in. Being a cheap bastard, I tend to get most of my comics to the library, and I'm looking for a resource that tells me what order trades are. And sometimes I can just look at the look at the Wikipedia. Are there other resources where I can find a chronology of Blackest Night or Death of Captain America? Things that are more recent and current. Keep up the fun podcast. The uh, first, second one's the easiest question. You can Wait. go to Wikipedia. You can go to ComicBookDB, which is a really good resource. It has everything in order. If you click on an issue, it tells you what storyline's part of, and then you click on that, it tells you what trade it's in. ComicBookDB.com is a great resource for that kind of Honestly, thing. Honestly, no, it's a really kind of odd. Go Amazon and see what other people bought who bought that. Hmm. Not that. Yeah, not that, but not, it's not as linear. No, it's not as linear, but it gives you an idea of what you need. Like if you go and look at uh, like Uncanny X Force Volume Three, the most recent, you see other people bought Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Four. You know what I mean? Like it's it it's, it gives you a good idea at least, of, and especially of what's available. So I don't know. That's yeah. oh, something that's, something I use or, sometimes. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, go to your shop. Yes, your comic shop should know those stuff. They should have the books there. You say, I want to read this storyline. What do I need to read? And then take that with a grain of salt. If they start going, oh, there's also this, and those, you know, but. Yeah. Just go by the numbers on the on the spines and stick to that. Yeah, okay. and, and and honestly, and and I think ComicBookDB and, and and Wikipedia. If you look up a character or you look up a title, they're pretty good at the, those tables of having every collection that's in print and what order it's in and all that sort of stuff. So uh, Wikipedia whoever, is the one I use the most, I think. Whoever does that, yeah. Mar- Marvel's uh, the best with again yeah. the trade programming that their num- their books all have volume numbers, or DCs don't have any volume numbers. Yeah. Gen- yeah. Generally, generally speaking, so. You usually have to, like, for instance, for Blackest Nights, Green Lantern trades, you'd have to f- know what the order they're in. Yep. They, don't, they don't have so, numbers on this point. Okay, the Comics f- never f- end! Loaded. Uh, is it possibly a sort of casual fan? Yes. And I say that as a person who works in comics <laughs> full-time. I'm kind of a casual fan of them. Like, I come in and out of stuff. Whenever you want to read anything from the past, if you, you, know, you decide you want to read a Peter David story from the Hulk, you're not going to read everything probably. And that's okay. There, there is totally the, all of the company marketing, especially for issue buyers is the get everything. Don't miss a thing. Keep going. But that's just marketing. And, and even as me, as a, not a cat, as a, as a, you know, compulsive, got to read everything or whatever, you absolutely can just grab, you know, grab uh, Green Lantern Rebirth and read that and enjoy the story and walk away. And I've done that to titles. There are titles that I've, sure. I've, I've dipped in and dipped out. And, you know, despite, you know, like, yes, I'm obsessive with the X-Men and things like that. But, you know, but like Batman, for instance, like I, you know, like I, I dipped in and read Grant and Frank Quietly on Batman and then I got out. I'm reading Snyder and Capullo, and I'll probably get out when that changes. Brubaker's Captain America 1 through 25 is one complete story. Yep. Yeah, the, the it, problem with starts that. A new story. The problem with that sort of specifically, though, and that's a really good example of it is that while you're right, you can read 1 through 25. There's a, an omnibus you could buy that had all of them. It does keep going after that, you know, written yeah, by you the same have people. To, but you don't have to. You don't, get, right, you still don't get have complete, to. You still get a complete story arc. In but that if you really like it, for example, and this is what happens to me a lot, is if you really like something, you go, well, let me read the next thing and see, and we'll keep going. And then eventually either like it's kind of peters out or somebody else takes over. And a lot of times it's hard to get a kind of closure that you might be used to from, you know, like novels or something like that. That's where, you know, sort of the ongoing superhero comics that sort of go on indefinitely. Well, you can, can definitely you can definitely dip your wa- toes in the yes. water. You don't have to become super obsessive. That, I think that's part of the fallacy of comics is that you know, you're not a true comic fan unless you're obsessive about it. You're, that's, that's baloney. Be. You take as much as you want from the, from the hobby and you enjoy it. If you don't, if you, keep- you know. If you keep your reading timeless, which is totally possible, where you you know you sort of pick up trades or collections either digitally or whatever, and you just want to read stories like anybody else does with any other books or DVD sets, you know, or anything like that, there's there's no there's no harm in that. Yeah. You know, it's just there's good stories out there. Go read them. Yeah, go. The is whole it? idea is to enjoy them, and 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 even though, and, like we said, the companies want you to, you know, they're 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 crack dealers. They want you to read to be buying them, reading them. The creators are are reaching are doing a very good job of trying to write stories that people that are accessible can read. And yes, sometimes they are you know connected and like can you you ask New Avengers? Can you pick up a random New Avengers? And Bendis has worked, you know, Bendis has been one of the I don't know, best or worst at this, but in terms of leading it from secret, you know, secret evasion to siege to 
Dark Reign, the blah, 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 all that stuff. But you can pick up New Avengers Volume 1 Breakout and enjoy that. You could probably pick up yeah. the other ones and, and they'll, right. they'll, they'll say, this is what you need to know to get started. You know, and so. Yeah, but the, the thing about there's, I feel like there's different types of comics, and the type of comic that Bendis is writing in that Avenger story is one big story that just keeps going. But it's not, yeah, but, but you yeah, can but also but time, you, can, you can read volume no, I, one very easily and enjoy that. Exactly, no, you, you can. can. No, I still think that you could. I think I think you could pick up and read volume six. It's no different than what Claremont was doing for years with the X Men. I picked up from the ashes, had no idea what was happening before then. You dove right in, but I understood that the story that I was reading was like, oh, Rogue's joining the team. Let's see what happens no, with I, this. And I get that. And I don't yeah. even think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but I think it's a type of of comic book writing. Yes, a serial. A serial. I, yeah, I think Bendis, you know, because on that title, that's what he was supposed to do. But I don't feel like there's a bunch of standalone stories in there. That, but you can pick so. up one of those trades and read it. Not you absolutely yeah. could. Yes, they are readable. They're not completely un un. No. Yeah. So that's my no. point. Yeah. So this is going to tie into our voicemail, but if you want to write in an email and get it on the show, write it to contact.ifanboy.com and don't forget to tell us who you are, anonymous. Yes. From Detroit. It's probably Ryan Stegman. <laughs> On to that said voicemail. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Logan from South Carolina. Um, uh, it turns out that I'm getting kind of burnt out right now of comics, and this will be my first time doing so, and I don't know if, uh, if, if, if what should I do. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, I just don't have that, that drive to go to the comic book store every Wednesday to go buy comic books. It's not a knock on uh, the current comic books that's out right now. I mean, Daredevil, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Batman, all those are really great comics right now. Um, and I love reading the stories, just I don't have that that passion, I guess, to just go out and get the comics. Um, I don't know. I don't want to drop the completely comic books because uh, I don't want to miss things that be monumental, you know. Um, but I don't know what, what I should do right now you guys should give me some insights since you've been in this industry for, for almost 100 years now. I was wondering if uh, you could just help me out. Appreciate it. Bye. Alright, I know this is going to sound antithetical, but we need you to double down. <laughs> you got to go back in there. You got to you gotta increase your pull list. Start reading everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, all the stuff you're thinking, should I read that? Read it. Yep. Buy it. Yeah, you never, uh, you never know what you're missing out on. No, that's the problem. Yeah. Is that the thing is the thing that's getting you is that you're actually really worried about missing on stuff. So as long as you don't miss it, you're gonna be cool. Yeah, totally, and fulfilled. That's that's, that's not true, dude. That's that's how they get you, though. Yeah, it's, it is, it's, and it's, it's how they wear you out. Is making you think I might miss something, and you then, said it, and then you stay because you worry you might miss that next great story. The thing is, if you miss that next great story, you'll come back and it'll be in a trade paperback, and you read it. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Is like, is what I love. What I love. What I love is the 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 air of desperation in his voice. It's just like I, I I don't know. I've never been burned out before. I don't know what to do. Like it's an affliction. Like it's like. And, but the thing is, like sometimes it's okay to step away. I mean, like one of our good friends who's who's been in the, in the podcast game for a hundred years, like you say, he's you know feeling a little burnt out, and he's stepping away for a month. You know, and like do what it feels right, and and because the whole idea is that like what you never want is you never want these comics to feel like a burden. Because then it's then it's then it's work, sure. or then it, then it's you know like oh I've got I have to read this or whatever. Just let it you know if you don't let them stack up or don't read them for a while. Take a break, go to a movie, go outside, go play tennis, go do something else. It's fine. I, I always find that if, if this is a really good time to start looking at the stuff that you're buying and figure out if really looking and go, am I enjoying this? Yeah. If you're not, if you're not like in the, it's like well it's okay, just stop buying it. Yeah, just uh, stop. try a couple of other things. And then the other part of it is go back and you know read something that you really loved. And I always find that you know like if if I'm totally burnt out on stuff and you know you set, you can step back for a little bit and then go read you know preacher or something whatever your version of that is, and you know maybe pick up a couple of different things and just don't be afraid to walk away and drop those things. Buy a couple of books. There's no in or out of comics. It's not a it's not a club. You don't need a. It's not a gang. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. No. None of your friends who read comics are gonna be like, did you read everything? You know what I mean? Just be like, no, nah, well, you know, like you don't. Well, you, you do. Yeah, well, no, I don't. But I don't yeah, get you, mad at you. No, if, <laughs> no, trust me, Josh would not have lasted as long as he has if I if I was like that. You know, what I mean, like, the, and the thing is, like, we everyone everyone's got to do it at their own pace and their own enjoyment. I think that people often forget that these are supposed to be fun. Wait, these are yeah. supposed to be fun. And and the other thing is, I think people get. I think I think one healthy thing to do is to let, take them way less seriously. Yeah. When people act like this is life and death and they get all crazy about things, get angry about what happens in, in these things, then that, I think that tends to lead to sort of fatigue and, and anger that, and, that and all kinds of things you should all sorts of things you shouldn't be feeling when you're doing when you're supposed to be enjoying your hobby, you know? Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem is people take and I say this again as somebody who works in the comics, 
taking it way too seriously is a problem, I think, in, in a lot of people who read comics, and that this is supposed to be fun for everyone. Right. Figure out the, the stuff you like about comics, the kinds of comics that you like, and read those. Like, you'll hear other people, oh, this is great. Like, I can hear these two guys talking about books they love all the time, but I know I don't love the same things, and, and vice versa. You know, figure out what you like and concentrate on those kind of things. Try some different things. You know, break out of your rut. Yeah. You'll be, be fine. Yeah. You know, you know I, think, I think it's funny because we've all been doing this professionally or non-professionally but or a combination of both for over, for over 10 years. And I wonder why we haven't been burnt out like a lot of people, other people have. And I think it's because people s- experience us only through this medium and through the website and through the podcast. But they, they you know, don't see us, us walking away at the end of the day when the day is done and going to doing other things. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think a lot of people think this is all we do. But like, you know, but we, we have other and we talked about this before. We have this other interests and we have other, you know, like kind of things we do. But also what people don't realize because we're active in what we're doing with the site and stuff like that, you don't you don't know when we do walk away. Yeah. And so, like for example, like I like there are they, I have a stack of things that I'm like ah, I just don't feel like reading that right now. You know? Yeah. Um, They're everywhere. Cur- yeah. Currently, right now, I'm I'm because I had so much fun in Secret Avengers with, in the other world story. I dusted off and I'm reading the old Alan Moore, Alan Davis, Captain Britain at night. Like that's what I read. You know, and that's nothing to do with anything going on right now. It's just fun old Captain Britain comics, and I'm loving them. I often, yeah, on the weekends, I very rarely even pick up any comics. Yeah, I just yeah. I just do other things. I go have other interests and and wait, you know, balance it out so I don't feel like I'm constantly surrounded by comics. I think yeah. if I did that with anything, I wouldn't enjoy it as yeah. much as I. You have to balance your life. Life is about balance. Yep. You, know, you need to have different things going on. You gotta have, go hang out with your friends. Yeah, this got way deep. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's one way to counteract the burnout is when yeah. you get so involved in something and it and it, it anything well, you burn out anything. Yeah, I mean we've it, all we've all got other stuff we do. Ron goes to shows like I I ride my bike. Connor drinks. Yeah, it's a, we all have our we all have our <laughs> little our niches. I know. I mean, I I, I go um, me and my friends we go play pinball. You know what I mean? Like there's uh, there's other stuff to do. Comics is not uh, well, comics is not who we are. It's not what no, we stand it's for. Not. It's what we're about. It's what we're about, but it's not our platform. No. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to do it once ever. And I've got it out of my system and I'm done. Thank you. If you have any questions, you can call us at 1-888-FANVOYS. It's 1-888-326-2697. As I mentioned, what I like about it is that it came about, it came about naturally. I didn't try to get it in there. No. It's, just, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not, not who we are. It's not, it's not what we're about. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned earlier, we uh, I, I talked to Kieran Gillen recently for the iFanboy Don't Miss that comes out tomorrow. We're talking about uh, Exiled Number One, which is the kickoff issue of the uh, crossover event between Journey into Mystery and New Mutants. And it's always fun to talk to Kieran, and you get to find out why Colossus is bald. So X Men fans, you need to listen to that. So go to iFanboy.com, listen to it on Monday, subscribe to it in iTunes. It's is it because he did he always have a piece? Is that what it was? He just you, owned up to it listen listen and you will find out okay and father it, it's guaranteed it. to satisfy let's just put it that way wow it's like a snickers wow. bar you'll see okay make comics is the name of the podcast that <laughs> my voice cracks on uh on wednesday mornings uh when i i talk to andy schmidt for the most part of comics experience and we we take a small thing about the world of making comics and, and talk about it a little bit in with his experience as a as a professional comic book editor and my experience in talking to a lot of professional comic book people and then i also did an interview this last week with sean murphy the artist of the upcoming punk rock jesus and uh, american vampire survival of the fittest and and uh, a couple of other things joe the barbarian joe the barbarian hellblazer city of demons etc Yep. I, he's never done a long-term podcast before. I'm the, I'm the first sort of one of those nice. that he's done. You, you, you popped this cherry. I popped this cherry. Oh! But we had a nice about an hour-long chat about uh, about his career, and, and uh, we did talked a little bit. about, about convention sketches. We did a little bit. No, not like that, though. No, we didn't get – we had more to talk about. That's that's definitely – there's probably be another one in the future. But uh, it's, it was a good show, good talk. Uh-huh. Uh, you should download that, too. You can find those shows. You can find my pick of the week. You can find all of the great daily content at fanboy.com where you can also read Ron's book of the month and soon you'll be reading Josh's book of the month review. Will they? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's all at fanboy.com. You can go to fanboy.com slash about. You can find our staff page where you can find our social network links. You can be our friend on the internet. And, and also go to twitter.com slash fanboy and facebook.com slash fanboy to follow along in the madness. At home. 
at home. You can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or you can leave a voicemail at 1-888-FANBOYS. It's 1-888-326-2697. Any questions, comments, concerns? And one thing to keep an eye on at fanboy.com this week is this is Avengers Week and the movie opens later this week. So we'll be talking about it on the site and then we'll, pro- we'll be back here with a podcast. So stay Yeah, tuned. there will be a, review, a non-spoiler review on Wednesday morning and yep. then we'll have and when, the, when the movie hits the United, in North America on Friday, there will be a place to talk about it for all the Americans who haven't gotten to see it yet like all the dirty Europeans have. And then uh, we'll, we'll do a podcast and we'll be out next week, you know, the, the, that week. Get a regular shower door, Europe. Yeah. <laughs> if you like this show, you can leave a review for it in iTunes uh, or any of the other podcasts that we do. That's very helpful and we really appreciate when people do that and just keep doing it over and over again. Sign up for other accounts. Do whatever it takes. We're going to stuff this thing like Tammany Hall. Yes. Um, otherwise, just tell people about it on the internet. If you, if you like the show, tell people about it on, on your various social networks or, or face-to-face or whatever. Your word of mouth is our strongest marketing tool and it keeps us going and we, we very much appreciate that. So thank you for all the nice things you say. Thanks. You know what else Europe needs is regular size refrigerators. Oh, I like huh. the little smegs. I like those little. Those you little can't fit anything in them. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, well, they, meanwhile, they, they, they their are plugs are gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Pew Bye. pew. <laughs> Stormtroopers hitting the ground. You too soon. <laughs> you got to do a whole thing, and the one guy. Ah! I kind of oh. think Tom overdoes that between you and me. <laughs> no. no. And then you wait, there's a pause, and then everybody has to do it at the same time, but you're so excited to get it out. Now and then I think of all the times you screwed me over. But in me believing it was always something that I.